this morning I would like to draw our attention in the Word of God to two verses. First one is in 1 Timothy 3.16. You know this verse. You could quote it by memory. I'm looking at all these young people. And I'm speaking especially of those that just came out of Miss Desta's class. I could ask any one of you to stand up and quote this verse, and you know it by memory. But let's look at it. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested, or manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in this world, in the world, received up into glory. Great is the mystery of godliness. This is one thing I want us to consider this morning, the mystery of godliness. And the next text I want you to look at is turn back one page to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7. It says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only who he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. The mystery of of iniquity. I want us to consider these two mysteries this morning, and I'll try to be uh, run run uh, quickly, but uh, I want to say something at first, and I know it's going to grab your attention, so I've got to say it. These two mysteries are known only to the people of God. These two mysteries can only be known, and I'll explain what I'm saying. So I've got, I hope I've got you hanging. You say, What? child of God knows the mystery of iniquity he's the only one that can know it and I want you to understand what I'm saying so uh, well leave you hanging there for right away <laughs> hanging right there for right now first I want us to consider the mystery of godliness the apostle Paul writing to Timothy there in 1st Timothy chapter 3 and well through the through the book of, of uh, the letter to the apostle Timothy he says in uh, Timothy 1 verse 19 he says holding faith in a good conscience which some having put away concerning the faith had made shipwreck the apostle Paul is writing to Timothy and instructing him as to his behavior and conduct within and without the church and he says you hold hold the faith you hold the faith in good conscience some some have have put away you hear that word put away some have put away concerning faith have made shipwreck and again in verse uh, three, uh, chapter 3 verse 9 of 1st Timothy he says holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience holding this mystery of the faith so he says to Timothy just before this he says if you look at verse 15 the reason he's writing this letter to Timothy, he says, But if I tarry long, if I don't, am not able to come see you, this is why I'm writing to you, Timothy, that you may know how you ought to behave, how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God, which is house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So the, the Apostle Paul is saying here to, to Timothy that he, Timothy, 
and in specific, and also all the church of God, is the house of the living God, and the house of the living God, or the church of God, is the pillar and ground of the truth. Now, the work of a pillar is to hold up a certain structure. That's what the work of a pillar is. Hold up something. And the work, and the, and the word there, the pillar and ground, the word ground is a military term. It's a military term as if one a commander uh, orders a sergeant to hold a certain ground in, in the battlefield. Hold this uh, ground. And so the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. And what is this what is this pillar or what is this truth that the church is holding up? And what is this ground that the that the that the church is is standing for? What is this mystery that the church is standing for? It is the mystery of godliness. The mystery of godliness. Our Lord just commanded his disciples, commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And in 2 Corinthians 2, 7, the Apostle Paul says, We we said he, that, that this gospel is the wisdom of God in a mystery. It's the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now, the mystery of godliness is called... I'm going to get ahead of myself. The mystery of God is called a mystery because it cannot be known by man of his own intellect, of his own will, of his own learning. It is a mystery concealed to the whole world except by the grace of God revealing it to a man. It is a mystery revealed to his people, a mystery concealed to the rest of the world. You cannot see the kingdom of heaven, the Lord said to Nicodemus, except you be born. You cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Well, I want us to look at this mystery of godliness and go one by one and see these six statements that the Apostle Paul says here in 1 Timothy 3.16. He says, without controversy, great is this mystery that we proclaim. It is a mystery. And we, by, we try to be clear. We try to uh, be order, ordered in our thoughts. Try to uh, make our thoughts come out in an orderly fashion. But uh, God doesn't use our arguments and God doesn't use our commentaries. It's the mystery of godliness. God reveals it. God reveals it to his people. But the first thing and the foremost thing we see here is that at this mystery we have six statements that define the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see here, the first one is God was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest. This is... Not God the Father, not God the Son, God, it's not God the Holy Spirit, God the Eternal Son. The second per person of the Trinity was made flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it says in verse 14 of John 1, the Word was made flesh. He became something that He was never before. This is a mystery. We cannot, we, we, we could say it, but we can't understand it. We cannot comprehend how that God, who is all places at the same time, the universe is in God, not God in the universe. And yet all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in that man, 
the Lord Jesus Christ. This is, this is a mystery. No man has seen God at any time. John 1.18 says. The only begotten which is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared him. He hath told him out. Or revealed him. The Lord said if you've seen me. You've seen the Father. To see him is to see the invisible God. When we get to glory. Those that are standing around the throne. You know who we're going to, we're going to see? The Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only God we'll ever see. You know the Lord asked uh, his disciples. Who, who men said that he was. And, and Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Lord said to, to Peter, said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah. Because flesh and blood hasn't revealed this mystery to you. Flesh and blood has not revealed, but my Father, but my Father, which is in heaven. It is the truth we believe. It is the truth we must proclaim. There is no salvation apart from Him being God manifest in the flesh. This is a mystery concealed of the world, but revealed to His people. And the second statement, it says, they're justified in the Spirit. This is a mystery concealed of the world, but revealed to His people. Everything the Lord Jesus Christ did as a man living among man, surrounded by sin and sinners... Yet he was the holy, undefiled, separate from sinners. And everything he did, everything he did, he did in the power of the Holy Spirit. He did in perfect obedience to his, his Father. He said, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. He said that. And God the Holy Spirit who examines the heart, who knows all things. You know, we examine we judge outwardly, don't we? God doesn't judge that way. God who sees the heart, the thoughts and imaginations of man, God the Spirit justified that man. Justified. He was justified in the Spirit. He was justified in the Spirit. And having established that righteousness here on the earth as a man, and having made an end of sin when he took the sin of his people in his own body on the tree, and died as their substitute on the cross, having satisfied the demands of God's holy justice, drinking damnation dry. God the Holy Spirit justified him. He is paid in full. God the Holy Spirit justified him. Justified him. Well, look at this third one. He's seen of angels. God, this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, is seen of angels. This has to do with... It's amazing what this point is. Great is the mystery of godliness. The Lord Jesus Christ, He is the eternal Son of God, the Creator of all things. Without Him was not anything made that was made. But when He created, He created the angels... That's a higher order of creation. That's a higher order of creation than man. And it says there in Hebrews, if you want to turn there in Hebrews, you made him a little lower than the angels. This one that was seen of angels was made a little lower than the angels that he might taste. He says, uh, uh, 
see if I can find it here. It's in Hebrews chapter 2. Verse uh, 6. But in a certain place testifying, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou hast made him our Redeemer, that one who has a name above every name. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, all things under subjection under that man. And it says here, He was seen of angels. He was seen of angels. The angels want to look into this. The, the principal glory of God is revealed in how God can have mercy on the sinner and still be just. The angels see the glory of the Lord all the time. They're in His presence. And you know what they're looking in on? It's, this is pictured in the Old Testament. Those, those cherubims have their wings over the mercy seat. They're looking down. They're looking down on the mercy seat. That's where the glory of God is revealed. They see the glory of God all, all, all the time. And we do too. But our focus is on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where the glory of God is revealed. But it also means also that he was seen of angels, meaning he was ministered to as a man of angels. These angels came, the holy angels came and, and uh, announced his birth, saying, Glory to uh, God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill to man. They ministered him unto him after he was tempted of Satan. They ministered him in the garden of, on, in agony when he sweat great drops of blood. They ministered when he was uh, in the resurrection. You remember they came, rolled the stone away. They meant they told that woman that came to the tomb. They said, "He's not here anymore." They, they were there when he arose up into heaven. This same Jesus who you've seen, he, he's coming back. He was ministered. He, he was ministered of angels, and also the angels are his ministering spirits. Carrying out His will. Ministering spirits sent forth by Him to do His will. He was seen of angels. Now, these are the holy angels. But He's also seen of some other angels. Namely, Satan. Who tempted Him. Who tempted Him. He said, if you be the Son of God. And the Lord defeated Him. But he's seen of angels. What I'm saying is this. He has earned the right. He has earned the right to have that name which is above every name. As a man, God has highly exalted him. He glorified. I've glorified thee on the earth. Mm, this is wonderful. He's given a name that is above every name. Uh, look at this fourth thing. He says he's preached unto the Gentiles. This is a great mystery also. This is a great mystery. No doubt this has reference. Now in the scripture, you remember the Jews thought of the Gentiles as the worst of men. And we are, aren't we? We are the worst of men. The gospel is preached to sinners. 
the gospel is preached. The Lord Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 4, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To preach the gospel to sinners. He said, I've come to save sinners. You know, the Apostle Peter, whenever the Lord gave commandment to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, you know what they thought? Go into all the world and find Jews. <laughs> go into all the world and find Jews and preach to them. And the Lord had to teach Apostle Peter, you know, with that 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 vision that he had of that of those all those unclean animals. And and the Apostle Peter learned. He went to Cornelius. He went to Cornelius and preached the gospel to them. But he said, this is what he said to Cornelius there in Acts chapter ten. He said, he said, uh, you know. How that is an unlawful thing. I'm breaking the law being here in your house. I'm being defiled. That's what, you know, by the by the what the Jews thought. I'm being defiled. In fact, he got into hot water over that. He had to explain to the church there at Jerusalem what was going on. It's it's an unlawful thing for for man that is a Jew to keep company, much less go into his house. To keep company or come into one uh, of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. It's a mystery. This gospel, and it was hid for many, many centuries. This God, that the, that the Lord Jesus Christ, it was prophesied from all that he would be a light unto the Gentiles. But yet it became, it was a mystery. And this mystery was not revealed until... The Lord Jesus Christ said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Well, here's another great mystery. And I want us to really uh, think about this one. It says, Believed on in the world. Now, this is a great mystery. Believed on in the world. The Lord Jesus Christ has his sheep. And he said his sheep would hear his voice and follow him. That is to say... The gospel is sent out throughout the whole world. But the Lord knows where his sheep are. And the gospel goes forth in power, in demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And he calls his people. He gives them life. He gives them life. He gives them a heart, a new heart, and a new spirit to be able to believe. In other words, a person cannot believe except God give him life to believe. This is a mystery. But I want us to consider this because a lot of people are trying to explain that away. A lot of people are trying to explain that away. The Lord giving life to His people by the preaching of His Word is a miracle of the power and grace of God. For instance, let me give you this example. Knowing, for instance, knowing 2 plus 2 is 4, that's not a mystery. Uh, it took me a while to get that when I was little. <laughs> I had to go over it over and over again when I was little. But knowing 2 plus 2 is not a 4, that's not a mystery. That's something that can be acquired. That's something that man's intellect can get a hold of and reason out. That's not a mystery. And this gospel is not something that you could add 2 plus 2 and come up with 4. It's a mystery. When it's believed. It's a mystery. We're bound to give 
Thanks to God for you, brethren. When it's believed, every time you find a believer, it's reason to give God thanks to God. Because it is a mystery. Some man asked the Lord one time what it was to do the works of God. And the Lord said to this, to these men in John chapter 6, He said unto them, uh, they said, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God. This is the work of God. That you might believe on Him whom He has sent. It's the work of God. It's the work of God. Let that sink in. That's the work of It's a mystery. Therefore, to, to believe on Him is, is a mystery. This one, and now listen to this. This one that believes God is the new creature. This one that believes God is the new creature. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. But that man in his natural state cannot believe God. That one that believes is the new creature. He lives by the faith of Jesus Christ unto faith in Christ. He lives by the faith of Jesus Christ unto faith in Christ. That is a mystery. Not the old nature, but the new nature that is born of God. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. John chapter 1 and verse 12 and 13 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, not of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And here's the sixth statement here about this mystery. Received up into glory. The mystery of God is the Lord Jesus Christ. That man is given a name which is above every name. He's sitting victorious over death, hell, the grave, Satan, our sins. Exalted by God the Father. Set on the throne to ever, ever reign. Glorified with the glory which he had with the Father before the world was, before time ever was. Now it is called, like I said, I'm going to recap here. It is called the mystery of godliness, but because only it's only revealed to God's people. It's called the mystery of godliness. Not of blood, not of the will of flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. But now listen to this. We're going to talk about the mystery of iniquity. This gospel is preached... This gospel is preached, and only God can give life. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can give faith. And there are many, when this message is preached, they say, I believe. They say, I believe. But it's of their own doing. It's of their own doing. Many say, they believe. They say, I know the Lord. The Lord said, Many shall say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And you know, they've done many wonderful works. And the Lord said to them, Depart from me, 
I never knew you, you that work iniquity. This is the mystery of iniquity. The mystery of iniquity is defined as this. Let's look over here at Second Thessalonians here. Look at briefly what this mystery of iniquity is. This mystery of iniquity, first I want us to I want us to make this statement. It is not the works of the flesh as men think. The mystery of iniquity is not the works of the flesh. You see out in the world this and, and it's rampant in the United States and the world over this uh, lawlessness and uh, just wanton living. That's not the mystery of iniquity. That's not a mystery. <laughs> look at uh, look at uh, Galatians five. Look at Galatians. Turn to Galatians. That's not a mystery. Galatians five and verse uh, nineteen. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. That's not that's not a mystery. So. The living of the world and sin and the, the this, these these sins that are mentioned here. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, rivalings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So they're manifest. They're, they're manifest. That's not a mystery. The mystery of iniquity has to do with this. Go, turn back there to Second Thessalonians chapter 7. The mystery of iniquity is false religion. The mystery of iniquity is false religion. In Revelation chapter 17 and verse 5, the, the, the name that's on the harlot is mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. On her, it's written mystery. So the mystery of iniquity has to do with apostasy. Apostate, I don't say that in Spanish, an apostate. An apostate is one who says he believes, who then later denies the Lord Jesus Christ, who they say bought them. Who they say bought them. But they deny the gospel. If you look there in, uh, in chapter uh, 2, verse 7, it says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now let it will, will let until he hath taken out of the way. Now let's look. Uh, start out with uh, verse uh, 1 of chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren... By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of the Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come falling away. Falling away from what? Falling away from that truth. They once said they believed the truth. And now they've fallen away from the truth. They've, fall, they've fallen away. And you see apostasy all around. You, you could go back 
years ago, and, and uh, it was very difficult to find somebody who denied the sovereignty of God and salvation. Even uh, even uh, Southern Baptists believe that strongly, preached it. Hard to find one that does believe it now, isn't it? There's a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Now here's how it's cut. Uh, uh, this is the characteristics of this mystery of godliness. You see here, now notice, if you notice anything in the message that you hear around, not that you sit under that message, we thank the Lord that the truth is preached in this place. But you hear what other people believe and say. He says, it opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. What, what's going on in this country right now? You can't have God mentioned anywhere. Can you? I mean, a person doesn't even have to be religious. They can't say the word God. Opposes against anything that's called God. Let's take, let, and, and much more, Jesus Christ. Uh, let's don't, don't ever even dare talk about it. But it's opposing God. Or that, uh, that is worship. Or that, uh, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God. That's, Man exalts himself as the God. I am God. It's man. Showing himself that he is God. This is what the characteristic of this mystery of iniquity is. It has to do with the apostasy, the falling away, the false preaching, the false gospel. It's not a gospel. And the reason they fall away, you see in verse... uh, Verse, uh, it says, They have received not the love of the truth. It's down there. uh, Verse 12. Believe not the truth, but are pleased in righteousness. Uh, No, where is it at? Oh, verse verse 10. Let's keep on reading. Verse... uh, Verse 5. Remember ye not when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And how and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed at his time. Now you know what keeps the end of the world coming from coming. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he that now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And, and then shall the wicked be revealed... Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and should destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth. They, they say they have the truth, but they don't have a love for the truth. They don't have a love for the truth. This love for the truth only God can give. The, the love of God is shred broad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that's given to us. And then the Lord God confirms them in this lie. He confirms them in this lie. God also, he says, uh, in verse, uh, verse 11, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. In other words, they go after the lie and then God confirms them in the lie. They're just as convinced that you're wrong as you're convinced that you're right. 
that, that you have the truth. They call the doctrine you preach, brother, doctrines of demons. They're just as serious about it. And they'll pray against you, and they'll, they don't want to hear this gospel aside from grace. They're just as convinced, and God confirms them in this life. God confirms them in this life. False religion. False religion. Well, the heart of man, the scriptures say, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Our Lord said in, in, the, in the last day there would be many that would say unto him, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. I never loved you. Depart from ye that work iniquity. That is the iniquity. The mystery of iniquity. God shall send them strong delusion. Now, only the children of God can know that. It's called the mystery of iniquity because those that are in it can't know it. They can't know it. They're just as convinced. It's called the mystery of iniquity. The, the Lord Jesus Christ said that in that last day, in verse Mark 24, let's look at that, Matthew 24, excuse me, Matthew 24. In that last time, uh, Matthew 24, verse uh, 14. And this gospel, he's talking about the only true gospel. Gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. As the end is coming, the end of this word, it's going to wrap it up. Now look over here in verse uh, 24. Jump to verse 24. For there shall arise false Christ. They set themselves up as God himself. And false prophets. And shall sow great signs and wonders. Insomuch that if it were possible. They shall deceive the very elect. That's how convincing. That's how convincing. This error. I mean as far as. It's cunning. It's crafty. If it were possible. You know, our Lord uh, was asked by the uh, disciples one time. He said, why do you speak to them in parables? <laughs> why do you speak to them in parables? You speak many parables. And the Lord answered. He said, uh, said to them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Of heaven. It's given to you to know. But you know what it said? To them, it's not given. To them, it's not given. It's given to you, speaking to his people, to know these mysteries. It's not given to them. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore, I speak unto them in parables. Now listen to this. What I said is they, they hear the truth, they don't receive the truth. God confirms them in a lie. That's called judicial blindment. Judicially blinds them. And this is what he's saying here in Matthew 13. He said, uh, Therefore I speak to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing 
ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand in their, with their heart, and, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. All right, so here's a review. <laughs> I'm trying to go in an order way, orderly. All men are born in this world blind and darkness, power of darkness. Men and women are born in trespasses and sins, enemies of God, and do not know the mystery of God. Some men, some men and women, the Lord God passes by. He passes by. Think of the thousands upon thousands, yea, millions, who have lived and died and have never heard the gospel. The Lord just passed them by. Brother Eric brought it out. God is sovereign. The Lord is sovereign. He passed them by. To some who God from before the foundation of the world has chosen unto salvation, He reveals Himself. God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness is shining in our heart to give us the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. By the preaching of this gospel. The means he has ordained to save his people and to bring them to repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the mystery of godliness. And others who hear this gospel, they say they believe, but it's all of their doing. They receive not the love of the truth. They have not the Holy Spirit. And they deny, by and by, they deny the Lord Jesus Christ who they say bought them. They deny it. To these, God sends a strong delusion so they are confirmed in their lie. And they are judicially blinded. This is the mystery of iniquity. Now, what does this, what does this message reveal to us about the God of the Bible? The mystery of godliness and the mystery of iniquity. This is what it says. The Lord Jesus Christ is sovereign in salvation. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. But how wonderful it is to hear that. God shows mercy. How wonderful it is to hear that. God shows mercy. What is your only response? Your only response is bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only response. Bow to this sovereign Lord Brother Gary prayed in his prayer, Lord, if we haven't we haven't loved you before, haven't believed you before, let me love you and believe you today. Man's heart is wicked, deceitful. Only he knows our heart. Lord, if I haven't loved you before, let me love you today. One might now listen to this, I know. I heard Eric say this, I'm afraid. When I stand before this awesome, sovereign God, I'm afraid. You're afraid? Are you afraid? You're afraid you're going to turn back? You're afraid you're going to deny Him? You're afraid that by and by 
you're going to go back. Turn away, turn aside. You know what the apostles said when the Lord Jesus Christ, there in Matthew 26, the Lord told them after, you know, while we were eating the supper, he said one of the twelve was going to betray him. You know what the apostles said? He said, Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? Perhaps the only one that didn't say that was Judas Iscariot. But it says that the disciples said, Lord, is it I? Well, here's the word. If you fear. If you fear. The word is fear not. Fear not. You who have no confidence in the flesh, <laughs> fear not. You who have no confidence, you fear not. I have redeemed you. I'm the Holy One of Israel. I have redeemed you. Once again, our eyes are turned to the Lord Jesus Christ. The only hope of sinners. The only hope of this sinner. It's a great mystery. And we're bound to give thanks to God for you that believe. Lord, have mercy.